Welcome to the Teaching with Inquiry live podcast replay, fitting it all together to make inquiry-based learning accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. Welcome to another episode of Teaching with Madly Learning. Recently, my daughter woke up with a runny nose, congested, sore throat, and a sore stomach. Well, this is four symptoms, and that meant that she was not going to school. This all of a sudden made me realize that as teachers, Because of the situation that we are in, especially if you are a teacher with family members and dependents that rely on you to take care of them, and you qualify for things like family status, that this is a factor you need to consider. If I wake up and I do not pass my COVID screening test, it means I don't go into work. And we all know as teachers that if we don't go into work, we have to send in lesson plans. Except this year, unlike many others, it's not simply that we can go back to work when we're feeling better or that we are allowed to just go to work even when we're only mildly feeling ill. This year, it means if we are not feeling well, we aren't going into work and we're not going into work for probably a couple of days while we wait for our COVID results to come back. So that means that we need to be overprepared this year more than any other years with plans for supply teachers or occasional teachers to be able to pick up and go with our class. So the last thing you probably want to be doing when you are not feeling well is to be writing a week's worth of plans for your students and submitting them every single day. So for this reason, I think it's super important that we develop emergency lesson plans that are sitting in our classrooms ready to go. So in the event that we are off for one day, three days, seven days, or even 14 days, we have enough resources and material that give our students meaningful tasks to do while we are away that are simple, easy, and straightforward for our occasional teachers to follow while still being able to cover curriculum. So tonight, I want to talk about how to plan and prepare your emergency supply plans for the event that you wake up in the morning and you aren't going back to work for a couple of days. So thank you so much for joining me. My name is Patty, and I am a teacher here in Ontario, Canada. And every Monday night, we have a new video that comes out talking about all things teaching and learning in the junior grades. It is my hope that through these videos, we can make teaching and learning simple, stress-free, and fun and engaging for both you and your students. So yet, we're talking about emergency supply plans. So first, what are emergency supply plans? Ideally, these are plans that you already have created. Now, some administrators will ask you to submit these to the office so that you have just one-off lessons. Typically, these would be one-off lessons that would be covering one to three days worth of content that are simply you drop in and they could complete them and they really might not necessarily have to be related to what you're doing. They're just a lot of busy work. That's in a traditional year. This year, we might need to have a bit more robust plan for our emergency supply plans because if we are not feeling well and taking care of our friends, family, and dependents, 
then we need to have a set of plans that are covering curriculum expectations because our absences will most likely be a lot longer than they typically would be in other years. Okay, so first things first, let's talk about your teacher binder. So I want to walk through how you can plan, set up, prepare, and have it ready to go, an emergency supply plan in your classroom so that when you wake up sick, you don't have to come up with something. So the first thing you should start with is a binder. And you should have a binder in your classroom that is on your desk or clearly visible for an occasional teacher or even a colleague that might need to come in and cover for you while you're away. Being able, yes, you might want to have something that's submitted to the office, but I always really like to have something that was on my desk and it was easily describable, whether it was look for the hot pink binder on the shelf that says supply, and it was really clear that that's exactly what it was for. Often this would sit on my desk or it would sit really close to my desk so that anyone who was coming in coverage for my class in the event of an emergency or the event that I was too ill to come up with supply plans they would be able to easily find these here. Now, the next thing I think is important for you is you have a binder, but your binder needs to be organized. Your notable and noteworthy students, where there is information about what works, what doesn't work, what this occasional teacher will need to know, and if you have any students who are getting external support or being withdrawn for any reason, this should all be indicated here. And there should be some indication in your binder that you want the teacher to read this first before they do anything else. So even if you are submitting instructions for the occasional teacher, you should indicate that there is a section that they should read first. Their day will always go by so much easier if they have a little bit of background information on your students. So to get started, your binder is going to start with an introduction section. And in this introduction section, you are going to go over the seating chart that is in your classroom so that the occasional teacher knows where everybody sits. And you're going to go over student information, some routines and procedures, as well as the schedule that you typically follow in each of the strands that you teach. It's really helpful for the occasional teacher to know that how you structure your 100 minutes of literacy and what you do when and how of that each one of those pieces function. So if you're running centers, how does that work? If you are running literature circles, how is that working? So you want to be really clear about what that looks like. From there, you want to structure your binder by strands that you teach. So if you're teaching literacy, math, science, social studies, art, drama, phys ed, you want to have a different section for each one of those subjects that you are responsible for teaching your class. So you want to structure it so that each one of these sections is going to contain information about things that are covered in that subject. So in language, you're going to want to have four under the language section, you're going to want to have four subsections to cover your oral activities, to cover reading, writing, and media. For math, you're also going to want to have those subdivided into the different strands. So all of the different strands that are included in the math curriculum, you're going to want to have a bunch of lessons for each one of the strands. So how that could work, I'm going to show you an example of the reading section that could be included in your emergency supply binder. 
So you could have sections of lessons that relate to different curriculum strands that you could reference all throughout the year. We could probably anticipate that you're going to be off more than once for an extended period of time during this year. So you will need to have a variety of different activities that would encompass different parts of the year. So for instance, you would have, say, a series of lessons that a teacher could follow over a couple of days. They could work through this page for oral language or for reading for a couple of days. And contained behind those lessons are going to be all the materials the teacher would need. So a reading, some graphic organizers, some questions that they could be doing. Also, lesson B, again, this is a series of lessons that the teacher could complete over a couple of days for reading only in your class. And this could cover a couple of days. And again, that has all of the content that they could do. And this is not going to be content that you would regularly do in your class, but this is going to just be kind of bonus content. So as you can see, structuring your supply plan binder for extended absences can be structured in a way that you could have lessons that a teacher could follow and then they would have the corresponding activities that would go with it. Now, in this model, what you would do is when you're sitting at home and you realize that you won't be going in, you can leave the activity by simply sending an email to your office admin or your principal saying, please see supply binder, read introduction section, then complete reading lesson D over the next couple of days. And the teacher could go through and say, okay, we'll first do reading lesson D1, then reading lesson D2. And as the teacher leaves, they can simply check off what they completed. And the teacher that comes in the next day can resume what you did and what you went through. And you can then subsequently say in the next couple of days, go through lesson E or lesson A if you want to go back and redo something. And then once you come back into school, you can see which activities based on the check marks that the teacher was able to do. And then you could always go back in and substitute that series of lessons with some other activities or change up the reading and keep the activity the same. So for example, you have read a newspaper article. Well, here's the newspaper article that's been assigned, but you can go back and say, read a newspaper article and simply attach a different newspaper article the next time and then your students can complete the same activities based on the newspaper article that is now different. So different article, same task. So it's familiar, but they know what they're doing. Now the same thing can happen in math, in science, in social studies, and even in the arts and gym. You can have a group of lessons and activities, and when you are emailing the information to your principal, you can simply, instead of writing out all of your lesson plans, just simply reference the lesson that you want the supply teacher to complete. So I would like you to complete lesson A, one through three, lesson in social studies, in reading, complete lesson B, one and two, and that is much simpler because all of the information is there for the teacher. So it's a little bit less work for you. 
And then when you go back in, you can either substitute or just make a record of what's been completed and then not have to repeat it. And if you have a variety of activities that are in this binder that can be referenced, then you can be assured that you have plenty of material that you can give a supply teacher with very little prep and planning from your end when you are ill at home. So all of the lessons and activities that I've shown you here are actually lessons and activities that are part of my at-home learning packages that are for sale on TPT. I am currently restructuring these so that they are organized instead of by week where it covers a one lesson from every different strand that it is going to cover per strand. So there'd be one package for reading, one package for writing, a package for grammar and spelling, a package for math, science, social studies, and the arts. These are all going to be components of the supply plan binder as I restructure these because we're no longer in an emergency school closure situation. So it is time to restructure those activities so that they fit what teachers need now. If you already own this, you will absolutely be able to download all of this material free of charge so that you can have access to this and you simply would just have to put it together. Now I anticipate that this is going to take me a couple more weeks to complete. So if you wanna get in right now, you can download the at-home learning bundle off of my TPT store. And as soon as this unit is updated and restructured, you will have access to all of these activities, which will include four different activities per strand. So four different activity pages of five lessons each. So 20 different lessons for each strand of reading, writing, oral language, media. So these will include about 20 different activities for each of the language strands and about 10 different lessons for each of the math strands. There will be activities for the arts, both visual arts as well as for drama. And there will be games and activities for HPE that will be added to this as well. And there will be 20 activities for science and 20 activities for social studies as well. So again, if you want to have access to this supply plan binder for the whole year, you can grab it now under its original name, which is the at-home learning bundle on my TPT store. Thank you so much for joining me, and we will see you next week for another episode of Teaching with Inquiry Live. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Inquiry Live podcast replay. You can find the links, resources, and more information from today's episode at www.teachingwithinquiry.com. Don't forget, you can always catch this show live on Facebook every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Madly Learning Facebook page. See you next week for another replay episode of Teaching with Inquiry Live.